Hey, everybody. Uh, real quick, I wanted to set up before you listen to this episode what it is you're about to hear. Uh, instead of putting up a new episode of Amnesty this week, we thought it would be super appropriate to put out our episode one day early today on Wednesday because it's Halloween and our most recent live show from Seattle, Washington is a very Halloween spooktastic episode. I, it is probably my favorite live show we've ever done. If if you're not super into our live shows, I get it, but I would encourage you to give this one a try because uh, it was it was very very good and we were very very happy with it. Uh, very haunted, very spooky, uh, not suitable for people scared of uh, spooky Halloween stuff, uh, s- uh, skeletons and mummies and stuff like that. But if you got the nerve to stick with it, I hope you enjoy this very haunted episode of the adventure zone live we'll be back in well two weeks and one day uh november 15th so uh that'll be the new episode but for now enjoy the spooks and scares of the adventure zone live It is the afternoon of the Midsummer Solstice Festival, the annual harvest time observation of one of Faerun's most spectacular phenomena, the solstice eclipse. You witnessed this once before during a uh, affair atop the bureau headquarters when voices in the sky knocked everyone unconscious. Boy, that was weird, wasn't it? I bet nothing strange like that is going to happen this year. The three of you are celebrating the midsummer solstice in the traditional manner with food and drink and dance and frolicking and, of course, costumes. What did you uh, attend your chosen solstice function in? Magnus dressed up as taco. <laughs> a Merle dressed up as a footstool. Now, why That's is that? Funny. Just, why is that? Just because he wanted to. Okay. Uh, Why does anyone do anything? Taco dressed up as Captain Ron and then was really upset when nobody got it. Oh. I'm not sure I would have gotten it, Taco. Do you all think uh, it's, uh, it's definitely been uh, a, 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 at least a year since the, uh, the proceedings of the finale, the story and song? Do you all attend the same Halloween party or uh, do you have your own sort of circles you're moving in now? I mean, yeah. Have we even been in touch? Yeah. Have yeah. we kept in touch? Roll to see if we kept in touch. Yeah, okay. I got a 19. That's okay, pretty Okay, so in we're touch. very in touch. Yeah. I, I think probably like Magnus organizes it and Taco keeps saying like, if nothing better comes along. Yeah. And then nothing does. Right. <laughs> so he goes. And Merle forgets where the location of the party is. Sure. Shows up late. He's like just there from late. last year still. Okay, you all were enjoying the, uh, the solstice party that Magnus put together for, for everyone, uh, and you were anticipating the approaching eclipse when suddenly you all do hear a noise. You all hear the same noise together. You hear music, tiny percussive notes like melody from uh, a, a music box. Uh, you each are at peace as you hear this tune, and then you're super at peace, and then your actions are no longer your own. 
you each leave uh, the, the, the party uh, all together and walk away from it. And you sort of perceive the passing of streets and, and people as you all walk together in this trance, but you find yourself unable to stop this impromptu journey. And then, as quickly as it came upon you, this fugue state ends as the song fades out. You are standing on a cliff just outside of Neverwinter, overlooking a cape that opens up into the trackless sea, which roils several hundred feet below you. Beside you are your two adventuring companions as you snap out of this trance, and uh, you know that they were just in the same state that you were in. What do you do? Hey. (laughs) I was just, sorry, I fell into a trance of my own because Griffin's amazing narration. Wow. That's a very good cover for You Aren't Listening. Uh, Hail and well met, other two folks. So, uh, did you do this? Who? Other, the other, uh, you know, the other people. Okay, you looked at me when you said it. Yeah. And in a sense, yes. Oh, is it, when you said the other two companions, you mean like them and me, not like, and there's two other people there. No, it's the three of you. I don't know why this is such a stumbling block. I thought you were saying like, and there's two other people there too. Merle cast, uh, does a perception check. Okay. How competent. It's a two. (laughs) Merle's eyes explode. Uh, Taco Taco and the real Captain Ron are standing in front of you, Merle. (laughs) I got a 12. You got a 12? It's pretty weird, huh? That's what you pick up on. That's weird. Why do we do this? Why do we walk all the way over here? That's weird. That's about all that you get with a 12. But then the plot keeps moving forward because this isn't working. Thank God. Uh, With that, great conversation. A shadow passes over all three of your faces in unison. The sun slips behind the moon. And just off the cliff's edge, an immense spectral shape starts to take form. A new landmass stretches off the cliff you're standing on. And atop it... Uh, glimmering iridescent light arcs upwards from your feet and this upward slope of light uh, takes shape as the eclipse reaches its full occlusion. It stares a grand staircase leading up to a massive door built into the face of a castle unlike any you've ever, ever seen. Magnus Uh, starts running. In which direction? Towards it! Okay. Uh, this castle is imposing yet narrow. Its, its shape is punctuated with these odd spires and antechambers that hang off of its sides. Uh, the tallest uh, point of the tower is pointing directly into the center of the eclipse. Uh, and around that pinnacle, you see a cloud of bats circling the perimeter of the building. The castle's door opens and a blood red carpet bounds down the stairs, unraveling to your feet. Yay! Um. <laughs> Whoa. This seems normal. Yes. I'm, listen, I don't know what's going on, but I'm loving it. Yeah, for sure. The aesthetics are on point. Magic castle. Yes. Spires. Thank you. A carpet. Oh, yeah. I'm glad I perceived that. Uh, do you all head into the... Yeah. Well, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, you all uh, step into the castle and the uh, double doors slam behind you. Ah, shit. That's not good. You are... Hello? You are... Hello. Yeah, it's dark in here, and as you shout hello, uh, no. candles hanging on the, 
on the walls and columns around this room start to ignite by themselves, and you see that you are standing in the foyer of this castle. You know, it occurs to me, as you're describing this, it's probably hard to achieve that kind of, like, jump scare, door slams, no one was there, when, like, one-third of everyone can do magic. Sure. So it's like the door closed on its own. Like, yeah, doors like, closed on their own all the fucking all the time. time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's two-thirds... Sir, thank you very much. The the foyer of this castle is uh, perplexing, just as perplexing as the building's external architecture. It was once a beautiful, intricately designed room, but centuries of violence and decay have left it decrepit. A grand staircase climbs towards the back of the room where a large statue, a large gargoyle, uh, with its wings curled around it uh, and three large holes carved out of its chest, uh, watches over the rest of the foyer. Yes? I'm going to play Dungeons and Dragons very quick. Um, I want to... Uh, Everybody stand back. <laughs> stand back. I would like to uh, roll a history check. Okay. Uh, looking at the, some of the architecture, the design, sure. to see if I'm picking up on any sort of like cultural you sure. know, touchdowns. You want to you retcon so you did this outside, or are you doing no, this No, I think as, as, I'm walking, okay. I, as I'm walking in, yeah. What'd you get? Uh, 15. Hmm. Um, oh, add your history modifier. I did. Oh, it's five. You, you, uh, you, you don't know the history of this place, but I do think you recognize that uh, this place is uh, this place is ancient. It is maybe the oldest place you have actually been to. The oldest like structure, uh, uh, you know, man-made structure that you have ever sort of stepped foot inside. Okay. Um, so this, uh, you got the gargoyle. Uh, gargoyle, gargoyle, gargoyle. You got the gargoyle. Uh, Go for gargoyle. The candles hanging on the uh, the walls and columns of this room cast this Stygian chamber in a gentle, warm this light. This what? The what? Stygian? Isn't that... Did I use that word right? You did, yes. All right. Oh, fuck off. Like, <laughs> seriously, 80% of this audience is like, I know what that word is and can address your usage. The, uh, there are a few exits from this room on the uh, ground floor level, uh, but the most noteworthy thing is a person standing in the center oh. of the room. Okay. Uh, yeah, th- like that, I was trying to get to this NPC, and you all were like, well, let me do my checks, and I guess he just stood there the whole time like, yep, go ahead. <laughs> well, it was so stygy and dark, yeah. we couldn't sure. see him. <laughs> this figure has his hands clasped in excitement in front of his face. He is tall and muscular and pale with dark hair that ends at a widow's peak and two fangs that extend beyond All his right. lips' capacity to enclose them. He's, he's wearing a long black leather duster over a blood-red vest and a black-collared shirt, and seeing you enter, he says... <clears throat> Do it. Come on. Come on. Good evening, gentlemen. <laughs> One! One mysterious stranger! Welcome, welcome to my home. I hope your journey here was not too discombobulating. <laughs> Do you need to finish chewing? We can wait. <laughs> hey, hey, old friend, my name is Taco. These Stygians to my left are uh, my compatriots, Merle and Magnus. Yo! Hi! A pleasure. Okay. <laughs> My name is Dracula. 
twist, right? You all were surprised. <laughs> Certainly my reputation precedes me. <laughs> have, ta- have tales of my sanguine customs reached Neverwinter's shores? <laughs> That's going to do it for us tonight. Thank you so much. In my head right now, friends, if we can take you inside the game, in my head, I am trying to figure out how Griffin is going to prompt me to attack this figure because currently (laughs) odds are at 0% of me raising a hand against this incredible person. He's going to become our fourth party member. Yeah, right. (laughs) You get a new DM because Dracula's always with us. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Damn, that's season three right there. Yeah. Let's you know, tell we're, fight, we're looking for a new creative approach to the material. So we put Dracula in it. <laughs> uh, Dracula has asked if you've heard, if you know his flavor. <laughs> Do we? Uh, well, uh, you have to stop asking me if you know things. Chocolate. Yes, I do. You are uh, Dracula, as he said. Um, and you're, uh, if I'm not mistaken, a vampire? Yes, how did you know? <laughs> Context clues, mostly. <laughs> and I, the voice, and the voice. I try to keep a low profile, unlike the other Dracula. Always going around biting people in public, oh, getting wait. books written about him and stuff. Hold on, you're a different Dracula? Are you saying there can't be two vampires named Dracula? This is, this is like saying there can't be two bus drivers named Keith. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I am, right. I am new to the area and looking for enterprising individuals with leadership experience to serve in executive, you start up. <laughs> in executive roles in a new chapter of my organization. The JCs. No, you could think of it as something of a blood bank. <laughs> a a what? A blood bank. <laughs> <laughs> Only we will be the banks. It's something of a peer-to-peer blood banking service. Wait, hold on. Are you going to eat us? I have no interest in eating you. I want to hire you. Okay. He uh, he says, now I have heard your story from the strange space fish and uh, assume you may be be hesitant to accept this lifestyle and so I have prepared for you something of a a presentation on my company. (laughs) Like a a PowerPoint? A bit more interactive than that. He says, I will be waiting for you atop of my castle only once you have completed the three trials located in the rooms around you. Only then, after you have collected the key spheres from each of these chambers, will you be able to place them into the gargoyle's torso and come up and see me. (laughs) Okay. So, can I just clarify something? So, real quick. Yes. Is this your house? Yes. So you just live, is this your daily routine before you go upstairs? You complete your three challenges and put the key spheres into the gargoyle's torso? Or that must be really hard if you want to run upstairs mid-movie. You got to pause, make the popcorn, do the three challenges, get the three key spheres, put it in the gargoyle's torso, and then go upstairs. Additional question along with that. Yes. When the eclipse ends, do you just fall through the air into the ocean? It's, it's funny you say that. Actually, uh, through the like, few windows that are in this room, the eclipse hasn't ended. It is stuck. 
for whatever reason, the eclipse is not, you know, Probably passing. Dracula did Probably it. Dracula did it. He says... That's also my favorite running joke in Family Circus. He says... Dracula did it. These... It was Dracula. These, tr- these trials will be difficult, at least. They will be for the mortal soul. And he chuckles. <laughs> I... Not an exaggeration. Literally don't know if we are mortal or not. Yeah. No, you're defo mortal. Okay, for sure. Well, hmm. um, okay. So, I have to ask you, Griffith. No, Mm. let me take Dracula. I can't turn him off at this point. Okay. Um, Then I'll talk to Dracula. Then, gosh, this is just like backstage. You can't talk to Griffith directly. You have to talk to Dracula. Um, Are you, I'm sorry, by the way, balcony. I keep moving the hat so y'all can get the full show. (laughs) Just an experience. Um... Nah, but for real, uh, do you uh, do you want us to attack? The, there's three, so I have and three of us. So I have to ask: Did you intend for us to do these together, or one for each of us? What's the plan? You can tackle them however you want. I've heard things about splitting the party not being the smartest idea. But well, what are is... they? Uh, what are they balanced for? Are they balanced for one to three players? This adventure is for level five here. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Right, I'm going with door number one. Let, we've got 20 Wait. minutes before intermission. Wait, door. I have to ascend before you start doing Why? it. Why? Because I can't be here while you're doing the challenge. No, you go up and we'll start the, like, you go and we'll go same time. Okay, bye. See you soon. Okay, bye. And he, he, turns, he turns into mist and floats up through the ceiling. As you look around the foyer, you see three exits on this floor. Two uh, to your right. Uh, there are two doors side by side. One is labeled kitchen. Uh, the other is labeled laboratory. You have one door to your left, which is labeled ballroom. And behind this door, you hear some just funky music playing, just really just nasty bass slapping going on behind that door. Okay, bye. I'm going to the ballroom. I'm going to the kitchen. I'm going to the laboratory. No, oh, come no. on. No, that, wait, let's not do that. I don't want to do that. Do you all want to split up or no? I don't. No. No, I don't. Uh, Don't cheat them. Uh, follow, follow. Are you really excited about the ballroom? Yeah. I felt like he was leading us, which is why. Yeah. I was, okay. Ballroom it is. You enter into the ballroom. It's a cavernous space with a floor made of gleaming polished wood. To the left, as opposed to carpet. Why did I include that? It's a ballroom. Anyway. To the left side of the it's room. A, it's a bounce trampoline <laughs> yeah. floor. To the left side of the room, there are a row of towering windows, but they are all covered in these dark blackout curtains that stretch floor to ceiling. Uh, there is some light in this room, however, not from the, uh, the candles in the foyer. There are none of those in here, but there is a large rotating disco ball positioned above the center of this room. Uh, it's throwing little spotlights all around, twirling in time to a song emanating from an old gramophone in the far corner of the room, one with a particularly large horn that is just blasting some old disco music. Uh, to the right side of the door as you enter is one object that looks really out of place. It is a small pedestal made of intricately woven black metal. It reaches up to about uh, Magnus' waist height, uh, and uh, right atop it is a black claw gripping a small vial full of bubbling red fluid. What do you do? I mean, uh, probably drink it. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I did not mean to prompt, like, Magnus, this is your vial of red fluid. I was just using you as a, a height, sort of. Well, um, I, I think I know what the thing. We have to dance. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, in, no, we're, okay. I'm gonna invest. Magnus it. begins dancing. I'm, that's fine. Seven plus ten, seventeen. Wait, he has a, you have a plus ten to dancing? It's athletics. Arguable. Is it? 
Arguable. Yeah. Arguable. Um, I, acrobatics, I would argue. Um, but I the, would argue performance more than no, anything. No, I'm not performing for anyone. This dance is for me. Okay. okay. I've got, I've got a, a 14 investigation. Uh, I'm looking at the pillar specifically, like what... Uh, there's no about. pillar. The black woven. Oh yeah. The okay. Oh, what a Pedest- trip that would have been. Yeah. Pedestals. Uh, okay. Let's resolve these in order. Uh, Magnus, you take a step forward to just get groovy on this dance floor, uh, and uh, you are something runs into your head uh, and hits you pretty hard. You take uh, four points of bludgeoning damage. I thought you said it hit me hard. I mean, it wasn't pleasant, uh, and you are knocked backwards. Uh, now, with your 14, you're looking at the pedestal? Yeah. Um, and the vial of blood. I mean, like, just the, that scene. Yeah, you can tell it's not trapped. Uh, it's, not, uh, it's not cursed by magic in any way that you can tell. Does the vial look like anything I recognize? Uh, I, it looks like a potion. A potion. Um, I'm going to do a survival check. For what? Um, I'm going to smell it and see if I detect any, like, poison, you know, uncork it. And, okay. Uh, that's a 5 plus 11. 16. I've never gotten to use my survival yeah, skill before. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't even know what that one does. Um, yeah, doesn't, doesn't smell poisoned. Maybe. Go ahead. Well, go ahead, bro. <laughs> I can name that tune in six notes. No, drink the, drink yeah, the drink shit. Drink the, drink it. Drink it. What? Like half, probably. Drink it, Merle. Drink like half. <laughs> You're like Tell small. you what. Okay. I'll take my turn. No. Let's no. all three roll. And just put, let's, no, okay. you did your turn. No, we'll, we'll roll. And yeah. whoever gets highest, sorry, whoever gets lowest has to drink it. Yeah. You bring your, you got your what dice. Is this, what does this look like in game? It, it, it does like rock, paper, scissoring. But yeah. Okay. Yes. Three. I got five. I got six. God, son Jesus. of a bitch. God damn it. All right, all fine. Right. You drink it up? Yeah, I lost. I drink it up. Uh, You feel awesome. You feel super good. You actually feel, um, you're already a pretty like nimble uh, wizard. You are the the, the flip wizard. You feel actually your your, like dexterity and like your your agility is like doubled. It is like out of control. You are are straight up American Ninja Warrior material right now. Okay, well, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to roll with it. I'm going to count on the dance floor. I know he got bludgeoned, but I don't think okay. I'm going to. Uh, <laughs> make, a, make an acrobatics Staying check. Alive. Uh, with Staying advan- alive. With an advantage. Uh, okay. Make an acrobatics check. That's a miss. <laughs> I'm just guessing it's a miss. Okay. Ten altogether. No, that's a, that would not be good. And a... God. You know, man... You have uh, triple advantage. Uh, triple advantage. Nope. No, that's it's okay. also, it's like a six. All right, uh, you are bludgeoned for six points of damage and knocked backwards. Merle cartwheels out onto the dance floor. You guys are so good at adventuring; it blows it my fucking this. mind. Go right ahead. And rolls a seven. You're kicked in the face for five points of damage. Wait a minute. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. Now you can, you've all have been hit by this thing so many times, you know that that was a foot hitting you in the fucking face. You've been kicked in the face. All right. All right. Taco, you try again. Okay, well, I drank... Hold on, let me think. Maybe it's this style of music. Or I need different music to dance to. Maybe that's... Is there any other records? 
Why don't you make a, a perception check to see if you see any other records, if that's what you're... It's a, I rolled a one. Go, roll, perceive. Perceive. You are going to die. I rolled a 19 okay. plus one. There are no other records. You do see, with that check, uh, the curtains hanging on the windows uh, are moving as if they're like caught in a, a very faint breeze uh, from time to time. And as they move, they let in a little bit of that weird gray eclipse light from inside. And when they do, you can swear that you see like shapes just for a second, Ooh, and then they're gone. I pulled down one of the curtains. Okay. Uh, you pull down one of the curtains, and it floods this room with this gray light. Uh, and then you can see... Uh, you see figures taking shape all around the ballroom, hundreds of spectral forms, all disco dancing in couples, all wearing adventurer's gear, floating through the air, uh, just sort of quickly moving around the room, all revolving around the uh, disco ball at the center. Uh, they are just tirelessly grooving to this music, uh, their, their flailing limbs forming a formidable gauntlet uh, for any who would attempt to move for, uh, further into the room. But you also see, uh, seated just to the side of the curtain you just pulled down, a young uh, human woman, the ghost of a young human woman, uh, who is also dressed in adventurer's clothes. Uh, she's got some light leather armor and a, like a triangular uh, leather hat and a quiver of crossbow bolts, the whole, the whole deal. And she's just kind of hunched over looking at the dance, dancers looking... Uh, kind of bored. So the people dancing on the floor are all dancing in pairs. Yes. Disco dancing in pairs. Yes. Merle casts speak with the dead. Okay. You could have also said hi. No, I like well, this. Well, but if I'm just now speaking with them, that'll be one of the things I say to them. Okay. Uh, Merle, uh, this, this uh, ghostly human woman uh, looks up at you as you cast this spell and uh, says, can everybody hear this or just you with your speak to the dead spell, does it say? Um, you don't have to lie. No. Okay, I... she speaks to everyone. Okay. She says, <laughs> she says, hello, this is what ghosts sound like. A lot of really good character work from you. Thank it you. really is. Um, hello, um, I'm Merle, and these are my sidekicks. Uh, do you want to dance? Absolutely not. I'm good. You all shouldn't have come here, probably. Okay. Sorry, it's real annoying to talk like this. You could not. Uh, let me try. Hey, nope, it's gonna come out this way. Um, do you have any insight here as far as, like, what we need to, you and know, I've do? I've got insight for days. I, like everyone here, came to this castle to kill Dracula, but obviously beefed it. <laughs> Why aren't you dancing? I don't feel like it. Hmm. So what do we need to do? Well, big picture, kill Dracula. <laughs> I had a few weapons I thought were maybe promising, but they were taken from you and I beefed it. <laughs> I heard Drac say he was going to burn one of my weapons. Seems like I was on to something. But little picture... 
You need to get the key sphere. It's inside the disco ball. Okay, and I chuck Chance Lance at the disco ball. Uh, okay, make an attack roll. Uh, nope. <laughs> uh, I mean, it ends up being like a 12. Jackula's uh, it, gets, rolls. it gets hit uh, by one of these dancing uh, spectral disco dancers and gets just knocked across the room. I call it back. Okay. Um, so if I danced good enough, could I get to the ball? Yeah, probably. You didn't drink the potion, did you? I did drink the... Oh, Was that wrong? I don't know. Okay, well, now that I can see everybody, I'm going to go back out to the dance floor Mm -hmm. and try to really shake shake the stuff. Give me an acrobatics roll. I think this demands some kind of audio component, Griffin. At least give us a disco song that, that, that everybody's dancing to. Sure. Uh, it's like, it's this one's like, no, yeah, this one's like. So like the Ohio players, yes. we're talking, okay. Sure. Okay. Roll an acrobatics check for me, Juice. It's not performance? Uh, sure, performance works too. It's acrobatics. <laughs> you have advantage. You have advantage. Well, let's see how that goes. Hey, a natural Ooh, 20. Nat 20. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you, you groove right to the center of the room uh, and, and make it past all of the uh, dancing couples. Uh, and as you, you reach the center of the room, you are now standing immediately underneath the disco ball and have access to it. Everyone else is just kind of spiraling around you, sort of, you're in the eye of the storm. Um, I will, can I reach it? Is it out of reach? Yeah. I'll grab it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, you grab it, uh, and as you do, the, uh, the mirrored pieces of the disco ball just fall away, and now you are just holding uh, this sphere. It's a small black sphere about the size of a grapefruit, uh, and carved into it with uh, red ink is the symbol in the shape of a bat. And as you hold it, uh, all of the other ghosts in this room vanish from sight. Bum, 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 yeah, I guess so. Yeah. That took a long time. Yeah. Uh, where are you going next? Which chamber? Kitchen. Okay. Kit- yeah, kitchen. All right. Go to the laboratory. It takes a moment for your eyes to adjust as you step into the kitchen. The entire room is just brilliant, illuminated by these lamps on the walls, which refract light off of gold-plated cookware and gilded cutlery. Everything. Tell me about the backsplash. It's it's gold and beautiful. A good black backsplash. Nobody at HGTV's uh, uh, House Hunters would have anything shitty to say (laughs) about this backsplash. Uh, Everything in here is immaculate and fancy and beautiful. Taco, you know your way around a, a cooking room. I don't know why I said that. And, <laughs> you know, and you know, this is, a cooking room. This is Only like, we could come up with a better word for it than cooking room. Oh, Maybe someday. Everything's there. The cut, the cut sticks, the stir wands, <laughs> all the great, the great different things. Uh, this the, he, is, the heated box. <laughs> This is like top five best kitchen you've ever been in. Okay. Uh, just off to your right as you enter, though, is one object that doesn't match the aesthetic. It's another one of those pedestals ho- holding another potion. Uh, and you also see movement out of the corner of your eye, and you see uh, an object laying on the kitchen island. It is a golden spatula, and it starts to rattle a little bit on the table, and then it grows arms and legs, and it stands up uh, on, its, on its handle. And uh, it, it grows a little mustachioed face on it. 
And he says, guests, welcome to the master's kitchen. You must be tired after your journey here. Please make yourselves comfortable. Okay. I take it you're in the process of considering the master's job offer. I believe you'll find the benefits quite enticing. Did you come here to kill him? Why, no. Did you used to be a person? Maybe. I'll never tell. Did you used to be a singing candelabra? I don't know about candelabra, but I could sing a song. And he starts to break into song as other objects in the room no, wait, lift up and spring up. Be and he sings. Oh, he sings. It's different. He sings. Visit us. <laughs> Visit us. Sit on down and eat some food. <laughs> Um, we think you're really good. I like the food. <laughs> Please you leave a Yelp review. <laughs> Don't make it one star or two. Just visit us. Eat some food. We made it. Uh, he goes... <laughs> So goes, what is your name, Spatula? Wait, he's, he's trying to talk. The song, it's done. Uh, oh. He, it just goes. That'll never learn any of the names. Yes, it just goes on and on like this, and the whole kitchen is getting into it. There's dishes twirling in sync. There's champagne bottles firing off, just fountains of bubbly. It's a remarkable display, and one that you feel pretty certain is not going to help you at all in finding the orb hidden somewhere in this room. Uh, there are several areas that you can check. Uh, there, is the, there are cabinets above and below the uh, kitchen sink. There's also a china cabinet off to the side. There's an oven, a fridge, a freezer, uh, silverware drawers, a liquor cabinet, and a furnace. Oh, my God. You don't have to memorize all those. Just name one that you want to check out. I'm looking in the cabinets. Liquor cap. <laughs> Magnus drinks the potion. Oh, yeah, there's also the potion. Let's resolve that first. Go ahead and you just chug it down. I mean, Merle, you want to roll again? You've already got the red potion. Okay. This time, high high one wins. Well, wait a minute. High one wins by not having to drink no, it? I, I want to drink it. All right. I got a four. I 16. got a 16. Merle drinks it. Okay. Wait a minute. No, no, that's real beer, Dad. No. Oh, you, you would hate that. Uh, okay, you drink... You drink the potion, Mac, no, and... that's my water. Uh, let's play you Dungeons & Dragons. Okay. Look at the clock. Do you see the scary low number on it? You down the potion in the worst foley I've ever heard in my fucking life. And suddenly you, you feel your senses heighten supernaturally. You, you have these, these very powerful senses, a sixth sense almost, you could call it. Uh, and you can tell there is... I see dead people. Okay. That was the other room. Oh, sorry. There is nothing you can tell. There's nothing in the oven. There's nothing in the overhead cabinets or the silverware drawers. There is something powerful in the furnace in this room. That's what you can tell with your heightened senses. Hmm. So, underneath... Taco, go look in the furnace. Sure. Remember, she said that uh, Dracula tried to burn up her weapon. I bet there's a really groovy weapon in there. Ah, sick memory. Um... (laughs) Thank you. It's not gone yet. Uh, what isn't? Okay. <laughs> okay, I will check out the furnace. Okay. 
Uh, you throw it open, and there is indeed a, 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 a very powerful heat uh, coming out of the furnace. And the, 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 the cookware and stuff still singing this song kind of eyes you, looking kind of nervous as you start poking around the kitchen, not sort of being entertained by their song. You can see uh, something in the, uh, the ashes of the fire. Uh, that it, Not ashes, but there's something in the fire you can tell. Fire. Um, you uh, see a shape, not a spherical shape, but there's something in there. I will uh, pull my hair back in a ponytail. Okay. One. To cast fire shield okay. on myself. All right. I assume that gives you a shield against fire. <laughs> okay. You Truth. are shielded from fire. Truth in advertising. And I'll just fucking root around in there. Okay. Uh, it doesn't take you long. You reach in, and at the bottom of the furnace, you pull up what looks like a, a long cable that's been fashioned into a whip. It is a long metallic whip. I just heard somebody go, yes. <laughs> yes. That is what you find. Magnus. Okay, I pick it up with t- uh, my thumb and forefinger and hand it to Magnus. Okay. Magnus, uh, where do you want to check? We still and have... And it burns his pocket. Underneath cabinets, china cabinet. Uh, uh, I'm going to check that switch. china cabinet. Okay. You got to check it real hard. You see uh, as you... Come on. You open it and you see inside a small uh, little teacup. Uh, and a teapot next to him, and he hops over to you, and he says, ha! "He says, Mama, Mama, look, it's a, it's a human man." He says, "Let's get him." I close the cabinet. Make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, buddy, uh, that's a twelve. Uh, this t- small teacup and the teapot next to him, uh, you hear the teapot go, yes, dear, let's get him. And they smash themselves against the side of the cabinet and just razor-sharp porcelain comes spraying out at you. Uh, you take 19 points of uh, damage. Merle, where do you want to look? We have the, uh, the fridge, the freezer, the underneath cabinets, uh, the liquor cabinet. I think that's it. Let's do the liquor cabinet. Okay. Uh, you pull it open. There is no trap in there waiting for you. You do see some bottles of wine and some bottle of, uh, bottles of booze. You do see one small, strange crystal vial sort of hidden, tucked away in the back. And as you pull it out, uh, you can sense... You're, a, you're a, a cleric. You know what this is. This is holy water. Yeah. And there's a little post-it note on it that says, Do not drink this. Uh, taco. Uh, what do I have left? I'll uh, check the fridge. I'm going to the fridge. Okay. Yes, check the fridge. Uh, you open up the fridge. There are no traps in there waiting for you. There's just some, I mean, some blood. Uh, there's also... Is it loose? There's also, yes, just loose blood. <laughs> uh, and in the crisper, there's a whole bulb of garlic. Nice. I'll put that in my pocket. Okay. Magnus, you all are really cleaning up this fucking room. Um, I'm going to check... That, what's left? Underneath cabinets, cabinets and freezer. I'm going to check that freezer. Uh, okay, you uh, open up the freezer and uh, make a dexterity saving throw. Damn it. <laughs> nope. Uh, some icicles shoot out of the freezer. I guess living icicles, and they're like singing along the song, like, we've, we've got wine, we've got soup. Have some chicken, have the coop. Um, and... Have the coop? That was good. That was good. Borrow my car. You take nine points of ice damage as these jab into you, but as they enter your body, uh, you see laying at the bottom of the freezer the next key sphere. I pick it up. And 
everything in this room just starts falling over. That spatula. Uh, that, it's that, not instant, is it? It's like slow. It's slow. It's like, <laughs> and the spatula doesn't realize all of his friends what are you falling down. He says, juicy fruits and crispy pastries, hot and fresh and soup. <laughs> falls over and dies. I'll die. Onto the laboratory. So fast. You enter the door marked laboratory or laboratory. I don't know what's wrong with me. And step into a cramped, cold, and profoundly filthy chamber. There's a, uh, a uh, flight of stairs leading down to the ground level of the laboratory. And uh, all over there are lab notes made unreadable by the passage of time and the spillage of various fluids. Uh, there is one container in this. There's a bunch of broken beakers all over. There's one container left intact. It's another potion. Uh, Magnus um, just goes ahead and downs that. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you what happens in a second. Uh, the largest feature of this room is a machine that takes up nearly the entire back wall. It's about 10 feet tall with uh, two Tesla coils that emerge from its peak. There are large pipes and... Uh, two testicles? Woof. There are large pipes and bundles of cables that form a labyrinthine tangle across uh, this machine's surface, and it ends at a console in the center of the machine with a lever. It wasn't that good. It was pretty good. The, uh, they come in pairs. Fair. The, uh, this, this lever, either it's, it's binary. It either points to the uh, left or to the right. Right now it's pointing to the left. And flanking this lever on uh, both sides are two metal beds, both of which appear to be hosting a humanoid body covered in a large cloth. What do you do? I drink the potion. Okay, you drink the potion. Uh, and Merle and Taco... Um, Magnus just seems to have more presence in the room than he did before. He it's, always gets the most presence. Um, not like that. You, he, he seems like, you want to like, you want to talk to Magnus. You want to see how Magnus is doing. He just seems more, he seems more charming than he did before he drank. Impossible. What do you all do now? I look, the, the bodies, are they like under sheets? Mm-hmm. I'm looking under the It's a Frankenstein. Oh, Okay. Oh. <laughs> Which one's a Frankenstein? Both. Two Frankensteins? Can you even imagine? <laughs> uh, you know what? Magnus sees the lever. He's going to pull it. I okay. switch the lever over. Uh, nothing happens. Uh, I'm charming, though. I, yeah. I, I uh, ask Magnus, like, so what, what, what was the idea? Well, there was a lever, so I pulled it. Yeah. All right. That's cool. I just want to keep talking to you. Hey, so uh, compel- yep. Could I heal you? Would uh, you let me heal you? So please, please. You're so charming. What is there other than the lever? Uh, I heal Magnus. Why don't you make a roll? Okay. Not an action. You can't just heal somebody. You got to use a potion or an item or a spell or. That's what he's doing. I did healing word. What, okay. What you. am I? Am I investigating? Well, Wait a minute. Am I not healing yes, you? Yes, Merle. How much do you oh. heal Magnus for? You know, um... Do you have a D4? Back to fall. May I use your D4? One D4. Four. Four plus my spell modifier. He doesn't know that. Uh, let's say, yeah, that's 12 points of damage you were healed for, Good Magnus. Good job, Great. Adam. You're welcome. Good job. I beg of you, I God. I finally do something cleric, and everybody busts my ass. I got a 17 for investigation. Uh, the machine's unplugged. <laughs> I plug it in. Okay. Uh, as you plug it in, the machine comes to life. 
Your hair stands on end as electricity crackles between the two coils, passes through the circuitry and into the lever's uh, station and into the bed on the right, uh, where the lever is switched over to. Uh, And as it passes through, the Frankenstein under under there uh, sits up uh, and says, uh, Oh, hey. Hello. Hey, I'm Frankenstein. Hi, friend. A lot of people will say I'm Frankenstein's monster, but they're pedants and just kind of jerks. I mean, like, if I had a child, right, if I created life, it would be named after me. They wouldn't say, that's Magnus's kid. Sure, sure, sure. Hey, you all wouldn't happen to need the key sphere to go on with this job. I would, indeed. Oh, that's easy. Uh, And he pounds his fist against the, uh, the bed he's sitting on, and a compartment on the machine flips over, revealing a blue and a red button. And he says, all you have to do is press that red button right there. And what will that do? It'll give you the key sphere. Well, hold on. World cast zone of truth. <laughs> All right, I'll give it up. I'll give it up. Oh, I have to roll the save. I rolled a six. That <laughs> doesn't do it. You think? Okay. Yeah, he is bewitched. You so, what are... happens when I press that button? The red button? Yeah. It'll give you the key sphere. What will the blue button do? It'll kill you. What would the other Frankenstein tell us? Well, my companion over there always lies. He'll oh, tell okay. you to hit the blue oh, button. It's kind of one of those. You know what? I'm going to check his flavor real quick. Okay. I'll flip the left. Oh, that'll other kill side. me. <laughs> the other Frankenstein sits up and says, Oh, hey, I'm Frankenstein. Are you? Is A he lot of people zone? say I'm Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I get it. Is this Frankenstein in the zone as well? Uh, yeah. These buttons over here, what would the red one do? Oh, the red one? It's the key sphere one. I would have told you it's the blue one. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm the No, listen, listen, listen. No, listen, listen, listen. Hey, fl- let, stop, wait. I'm the liar Frankenstein. <laughs> I hit the red button. Okay. You press the... I do switch it back over to the telling the truth Frankenstein. Oh, that'll now. kill me, though. <laughs> hey, what's up? <laughs> hey, do you want to come with us? We're putting together a team of monsters. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good. Uh, as if you, you get off the table, do you die? I don't know. Never tried it. Uh, <laughs> as you reach in and touch the red button, it just turns into the orb as you pull your hand backwards and the machine shuts down and you have all three orbs. And we're... I didn't really... I forgot about Zone of Truth a little bit. I rush in there and I just put him right in the gargoyle's ass. <laughs> all right. We all take turns putting it in the gargoyle's ass. Cool, cool, cool. As you place the final orb into the gargoyle's ass, uh, the ground beneath your feet starts to rumble. The wings spread out. It turns into an elevator. It's super cool. We're so behind. 20 minutes ago, this would have been described in intricate detail. The gargoyle had a whole thing. Um, And uh, it turns into an elevator that ascends, and you are passing through the castle quickly now, going going up this elevator shaft that uh, cuts through the whole of the building, passing by uh, alcoves and hallways and dungeons and uh, just spooky shit. Uh, But it ends as you reach the top of the castle, and you are in a large rectangular room. It is lined to the left and right with these large gothic stained glass windows depicting Dracula in various fashionable poses. Um... (laughs) 
Several of these windows are covered in tattered red curtains. Uh, at the back of this room is a dais with a wide, dark wooden throne on top of it with a, a re- another red carpet running down the stairs right to your feet. Behind the throne, uh, against the far wall, are several large painted portraits of Dracula in which he's, he's just working it. He's just smizing and tooching and the whole deal. And as you lift up for, through the floor, you see Dracula seated on this wooden throne about 50 feet away, and he says, Greetings. What? Greet, cut, you have to come over here. It does, they made the room like crazy big. I don't know why. We right. walk closer. We approach, we approach Dracula. That is better. <laughs> so what did you think of my presentation? It's, I mean, it's yeah. impactful. Yeah. For sure. Did you drink the potion? All yes. of them. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, so the, the powers they imbued you with, they, they are only temporary. But what if I told you they could become permanent? All you have to do is let me sire you. Excuse me? A sire hmm. you. Sire you. Sire You want to make us vampire? Uh, executives, yes. What, what, which is it? Yes. <laughs> you want to turn us into businessman vampires? Yes. Yeah. Now, wait, hold on, Taco. Do you really want to have to go to meetings? No. There, there will also be slaughter. Of, uh, that's okay, fine. I that's milk fine. toast on that, okay. but the meetings were no thank you. The process also does hurt a lot, but only for a little bit, and then only just kind of a bit for the rest of your life. Oh. This is sounding less appealing. We have to tell you this stuff up front. We've gotten in some legal trouble. <laughs> What's the cape situation? Huh? What, what about capes? Where do they fit in? They're a little played. Black leather dusters are hot now. <laughs> uh, I think we're going to have to pass. Yeah. Yeah. This has been great, though. Thank you so much. Yeah, totally chill. So, Let's hang again. That is disappointing because yeah. it means we have to fight. Oh, no. There's one thing I have to do before the fight. Hold on one second. Uh, he's, he's like come down to like talk to you about this and then he, he runs back up to his throne and he pours himself a glass of wine and he takes a swig and he shouts, What is a man? <laughs> a miserable little pile of secrets. But enough, how about you? And he throws it to the ground. And then, and then he kind of sheepishly walks back down to the three of you and he says, Okay, that, sorry, I have to do that every time, but... Um, where, where were we? Oh, yes, we're going to fight. It doesn't seem quite fair, though, three on one. And he gazes at the three of you. How many uh, potions did each of you drink? One each, I think, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead and roll a wisdom saving throw. Uh, natural 20. Natural 15. I'm going to use... Plus in- three for 18. I'm going to use Indomitable to roll again. Can I do that? Is no, that right? come, no on. come on. Let, Let it you be roll. tense. I rolled a five. Okay. Magnus, this, like, this, like uh, anger that you feel before a fight, uh, this, like, energy that you use to psych yourself up to defeat your opponent at hand, you feel it shift away from Dracula. Uh, you actually feel it turning toward your companions. Specifically Merle? Uh, both of them. 
And you actually, you feel yourself walking over to Dracula's side, and uh, you feel yourself draw your weapon as you face your former friends. And Dracula says, congratulations, Magnus, you're hired. Uh, We're going to go to intermission. We'll be back soon. Hey everybody, this is Griffin McRoy, your dungeon master, your best friend, and your Nintendo gameplay counselor. You gotta make Mario jump on the, eat all the pills. Thanks for listening to the Adventure Zone Live from Seattle. I hope you're enjoying it so far. We're going to get to the climactic resolution here in just a little bit. Before that, I want to tell you about some of our sponsors. Got a jumbo. We have an aura frame here at our house, and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun, we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A frames.com promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it's me, the internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right. Powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis... How did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, content you create, or even your time. What? What influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay, here's uh, just as an aside. You can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth, don't worry, Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use offer code ADVENTURE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Chicago! We're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. 
and we're also coming to C2E2, and we're doing live shows, all a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out, and Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2 schedule to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows. Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information is there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that, go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all of the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little Sailor Man pin and 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroymerch.com. And now back to the show. John here. This one's for James Atkinson, and it's from Julie Miller, who says, Happy 24th birthday, James. I hope today is full of love and adventure. Even though you've grown up, you are still the center of my world, my true north, and my reason for being. I want to tell the world what a kind, gentle, caring soul you are. I'm here for you, accepting you just as you are every step of the way. Love, Mom. Hell yeah, James's mom. Everybody better recognize the game that James is bringing to the table, this kind, gentle, and caring game. Got another message here for Dave, a.k.a. Big Bud, and it's from Renee, who says, I miss you, buddy. I hope you're listening to this on your lunch break in between watching fails on YouTube. I miss hanging, but I understand that your baby is the only person in the world cooler than me. You're the best. Take care of that fam, and I'm sure I'll run into you in a monk outfit at RenFest. Love, Renee, a.k.a. Lil Bud. I love a good YouTube fail. Me and Dave have that in common. Is that basically just America's Home Videos? Was America's Funniest Home Videos basically just the predecessor to this this fail movement? It's food for thought. Talk about that in your book club today. Uh, I want to thank everybody who tweets about the show using the, the ZoneCast hashtag. If you do that, you might end up as a character in the show. Uh, we also just appreciate you spreading the word uh, about our podcast because that is uh, how we've been able to find the the audience that we have now. We are so grateful for it. Justin and Sydney wrote a Sawbones book that is fantastic. Makes for a good uh, a good holiday read as we move here into the, the, the back nine of the year. Uh, you can find it at bit.ly slash the Sawbones book. Oh, yeah. Uh, one more thing. We we have a lot of announcements on our show now, especially on My Brother, My Brother, and Me. Uh, they were getting a little bit out of hand because we are, we're all trying a lot of different stuff. We're all working on a lot of different projects. In order to keep that limited, uh, but still keep you informed as to the, the things that we are working on and, and uh, upcoming live shows and upcoming projects that you might want to know about, you can join the McElroy mailing list. It is not even close to a pyramid scheme it's a it's a it's a good thing it's an enriching service uh you can uh get on board and and start getting our our little newsletter at bit.ly slash mcelroy mail that's m-a-i-l mcelroy mail bit.ly slash mcelroy mail check it out i'm gonna let you get back to the rest of the episode i hope that you enjoy it we really enjoyed making it uh and again we will be back in two weeks and a day on november 15th so see you then bye Hey, let's roll initiative. 14. Okay. Um, 20. Oh, damn. Well, he got a nat 20 plus a 2. Okay. So uh, what'd you get, Magnus? I got a 19 plus a 2, a 21. Perfect. Wow. All right. A lot of good, burning a lot of good rolls yep. on the initiative. Uh, all right, Merle, you are up first. Uh, you have 
uh, Dracula, and you also have Magnus uh, facing you and Taco down. What do you do? Um, boy. Okay. Um, Merle casts uh, Shield of Faith. Okay. On whom? Um, it surrounds a creature of my choice. Yep. yep. So trying to make that choice. That is kind of the question I asked. Uh, Taco. Okay. Great. Surround Taco, and it adds plus two to AC for the duration. Awesome. All right, you have plus two AC Taco. You are going to need it. Magnus is up next. Yep. Now, Magnus, you feel compelled to attack your two compatriots. Uh, I'm not going to tell you how to do it, but don't chicken out. But also, no, maybe don't, no, no. He... don't one-shot them with your... I'm going to use my newfound whip. Okay. I thought you were just going to omni-slash taco with the, uh, the Flaming Raging Poison sort of doom. That would be a series wrap on Justin McElroy. Um And you told me backstage it was the same stats Yeah, as same as Rail Splitter. So D- D10 and then plus your regular uh, to attack roll. Oh, well, that's a critical miss. You're kidding me. Confirmation. That is a one. one. Unbelievable. One. Cannot hurt his friends. You, his heart is true. Here's what it is. You, you go like this to try to, but it's like a whip, and you aren't like, you maybe haven't used a whip. You're maybe not proficient. This is maybe oh, the one thing you're not. Cut your chin? Yeah. This is maybe the one thing. Oh, God, yeah. There's that great YouTube video of the guy trying to do the whip that's like 30 feet long, and it just destroys him because he doesn't know. I think that's what happens. Uh, and, uh, Taka, you are safe. And you're dead. Yeah. Are you going to take any other actions? or? Yeah, I'm going to do my second attack at Taka. <laughs> okay. Great. Uh, that is a 9 plus 9, 18 versus AC. What's your AC at now? <laughs> 15. Plus 2? 15. Oh, shit. That's bad. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm uh, a wizard. Yeah, D10 damage. Uh, 4 plus 4. Get all oh, the modifiers you need 4 in plus there, 5. Yeah, so that's get all, yeah every, get every juicy point. 9 points of damage. Uh, mm-hmm. Now... Magnus, make a wisdom saving throw. It's going to be a tough one. Uh, nope. Uh, six. No, you are still enthralled. Taco, you're up. Plus one. <laughs> you're not quite as enthralled. Yeah, you're still pretty enthralled. Okay, here's what I think Taco would probably do is he's like, don't worry, guys, I've got this. And he would pull out the bulb of garlic that he has and okay. just throw it at Dracula. <laughs> and then he says, he says, I banish thee. <laughs> you have no sway here. Go ahead and uh, roll, roll a d20 for the garlic throw. Uh, 17. Okay. Uh, with a 17. Plus my garlic throwing. You get it in his open mouth. (laughs) He sees the garlic coming, and he opens his mouth aghast. Like, what are you throwing? It's like a reflexive. Something's being thrown. He opens his mouth. It goes right in. And then he crunches down on it, and then crunches again, and eats the whole bulb of garlic. And he says, how do these rumors about my weaknesses get spread? I mean, honestly. I am weak to garlic like someone might be weak to chocolate. I cannot help myself. So weak, 
quick to running water. I have a water slide into my infinity pool in the backyard. Honestly. He is undamaged by the garlic, and he's up next. Uh, he is going to... Well, I uh, thought you threw, you threw it at Dracula? <laughs> Not Magnus. Enjoy, Magnus. Uh, he shoots a fireball at Merle. That is uh, 20 versus AC. Hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Right? Well... Yeah, that's 19, which is one lower than 20. Oh, that's a bad roll. Uh, that is just eight points of fire damage. Uh, and then with his second action, he is going to try to toss Taco. Taco, we're going to have a strength contest. Roll a d20. You've come to the right place. <laughs> I'll be damned. <laughs> it's a uh, 20. Oh, yeah. All right. You, you also would have advantage on the roll, uh, wow. but with that, you, uh, he tries needed. to grapple you and throw you across the room, but you kind of just grab his wrist and set yourself back down. Uh, <laughs> Merle, you are back up. Um, Merle casts Dispel Magic on Magnus. Hmm. <laughs> What's that do? Thank you. Um, any spell of third level or lower on the target ends. Yeah, okay, Magnus, uh, you snap out of your, uh, th- your trance that you have been placed under because of your potion trick. Uh, as it- soon as I snap out of it, I sneak attack Dracula. Okay. Sneak attack Dracula? Yeah, because he doesn't know I'm out of it. All right, I'll give you that. What is it? We've, you've been rogue trained for so long, and I don't know what the fuck sneak attack Whoops. does. Flip, 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 I think it flip. gives you advantage. Let's look at sneak attack. Yeah. Uh, once per turn, you can deal an extra 1d6 damage to any creature you hit with an attack um, if you have advantage on the attack roll. Okay, I'll give you advantage on this roll because you are getting this, the drop on him. You must use a finesse or a ranged weapon. Is that the yeah, whip? Yeah, the whip would be that. Um, yeah, okay. Okay, roll your, uh, roll your attack roll. Uh, 13 plus 9. That is a hit. Roll d d10 plus... Uh, roll a d10 and a d6 together. Not great, but so that's... No, I mean, it was high. Oh, you, was have, advantage, 19, you, have, you but... have advantage on the roll. Okay. Oh, actually, that is a crit. Magnus crits on 19 and 20. Okay. So roll another d10 and uh, probably just the same d6. Um, so then all together, we're looking at... Oh, math. <laughs> okay. So plus five... The answer's not going to be on those papers, my friend. The answer's in your mind. Seven, nine, Un- unlock your the Four. So Can we get a 14. whiteboard out here? Fourteen. It actually hits him for 28 points of damage. It, it cuts him across his vest, and as it does, it leaves like a little trail of light around where you, uh, around where you whipped him. And he looks, uh, he is shocked, first at your betrayal, and then he's disappointed in you. And then he... This is going to come up with a quarterly review. Absolutely. Uh, next up is Taco. Uh, I, uh, I walk up to Dracula and I say, Hey, uh, good news. I've decided to reconsider the job offer. And I still don't want to do it. <laughs> and I cast Sunburst. Sunburst. 
he again looks kind of disappointed. Um, and then he waits for you to tell me what Sunburst does. So brilliant sunlight flashes in a 60-foot radius centered on a point I choose within range. His butt. <laughs> Each creature in that light must make a constitution saving throw. On a failed save, a creature takes one, a 12d6 radiant damage. Oh my god! And is blinded for a minute. Okay, you all are Here's definitely in this zone, right? In the sunburst zone? I, that was, did I not say that? I should have said it at the beginning. I get 60 feet away from Dracula, 30 feet away from Dracula. And then with, I... With your agility, you can do that. It was implied. Yeah. Uh, implied that I would not want to be... Sure. You know, no I've been in the game a while. But Magnus and Merle are definitely going to be up in it's the sun. Yeah, listen, you can't make a Dracula omelet without et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> breaking a few hero eggs. <laughs> breaking a few hero eggs. All right, so uh, I'm rolling a constitution saving throw. Indeed. Uh, that is a 16. Uh, ties. Uh, tie goes to the... Great, the, okay. Yes, hitter. Uh, so, I'm going to need you two to also make... Also, I'm pretty sure yours is higher than 16, isn't it? It's 16 last check. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll a constitution saving throw, Magnus and Merle. I got an 18. Nine plus nine. Merle? I got a 19. Damn, okay. <laughs> plus three. Seven, 22. 13. Do you want me to 17, do... Oh, you're just doing it. 21. Carry the 26. <laughs> 18. So funny, Mac. You're so funny. Everybody loves old Mac McElroy. 29, 33, 37. 37 times 2. 74. 74. Thank you, audience. Thanks for all the great D6s you have, Travis. You're welcome. Got a lot of uh, D6s. Okay. Dracula says, It's a pretty good spell. Uh, he holds out a hand like this, uh, and a column of flame appears below each of you. Rather, a circle of flame that, shh, it's about to turn into a column. If you don't roll a good dexterity saving throw and get off of it, Taco has advantage. Seven. Uh, it's all right. Please stop yelling. Stop suggest yelling. We got it. We got Thank it. you. Uh... Dang, I've rolled three times now, and it's like a one, a three, and a seven. I'm definitely... <laughs> okay. doesn't matter. Magnus, I've rolled too many times, but Merle? it's all bad. Yep. Oh, no. I got a seven. 18 plus one, that's 19. All right. Whoa! Yeah. Merle just sort of step, step, school, step stool scuttles out of the way, uh, and Taco and Magnus are not as lucky. Uh, they are both hit in this column of flame for 19 points of fire damage. Okay. Uh, and then with his second action, uh, Dracula, who is getting a little bit worried, says, um, hey, where did you find that whip? I thought I put it in the furnace. Yeah. Oh, it, what? The whip. Uh, yeah. Where did you find it? I thought I put it in, in the, the front in the furnace. That's a pretty good whip. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then he turns into fog, and he flies backwards and disappears through one of the large portraits hanging on the room on the the far wall of the room. We won. 
Congratulations, everybody. Well, oh. thanks for coming. Folks, it's been a great time. Thank you. We beat Dracula together. We couldn't have done it without you. Magnus runs and, and attempts to run through the painting. That's... Yes. Yes, he does. Uh, you do. The wall is not there behind the painting. Oh, so you thank just God. Smash, you smash right through it. I wasn't sure how that was going to go. <laughs> uh, do Merle and Taco follow in pursuit? To run into the wall? No, there was no wall. There's a There's tunnel no behind the painting. Tunnel, yeah, it's a secret. Yes, thing. yes, following. Okay, yes, in uh, pursuit. You all move through the tunnel behind the portrait, and uh, you make it to the other side and step foot into again this shower of gray light uh, from the eclipse that is still hanging above. You're in some kind of like observatory. Uh, you're in this semicircular room with a large plate glass dome for its walls and ceiling. You are atop the castle here, overlooking the sea and cliffside hundreds of feet below. Uh, In the center of this room is a black coffin propped up on a slanted table, uh, flanked on both sides with urns full of wilted flowers. Right at your feet as you step inside the room are the bones of a long-dead adventurer. Their gear has long since been reduced to dust, save for one salvageable object, a long wooden stake. What do you do? I pick up the stake. Okay. And I examine the construction to see how well it's done. Is it carved real nice? It could be sharper. I sharpen it. Okay. Wait. Hey, time out. Weather's nice. Yeah. Uh, the stake is now sharper. I'll find some mechanical <laughs> thing to do with that. Uh, you now have a sharper stake. <laughs> now what? I see it. Like, do we want to do like the, the walk towards the coffin? Like, let's finish this kind of deal. Yeah, I'll, I'll sprinkle salt around the coffin. I've seen that in movies. Okay. I'll sprinkle pepper. Alright, just covering the bases. I'll sprinkle holy water on the steak. Oh, interesting. Ooh. Okay. Are you using all of it? Nope. Or? Okay. No, no. All right, now this is a good steak, guys. <laughs> you have yeah. made this steak very good. <laughs> you have buffed the shit out of this one wooden steak. Uh, I throw open that coffin ready to to just jam it. Uh, The (laughs) lid creaks as you pull it back, revealing nothing. The coffin is empty. And from a distance, you hear a voice shout, Now you fucked up! Roll a dexterity saving throw, all three of you. Fucking walked into that one. Um, That's a a ten for me. Just seven for me. Can't catch a fucking break tonight. You know what? Now I'm going to use Indomitable, though. Cause, no, like, what does Indomitable do? It lets me re-roll my saving throw. Not fun. Okay. Just take it. Oh, you get to cast it Take your coffin yeah, Roll, roll your Indomitable. Go ahead. Nope. <laughs> okay. Merle, what'd you get? Don't I have advantage on initiative rolls? This is not initiative. It's a dexterity saving throw. It's a don't laugh at him. He's doing his best. <laughs> Taco, did you roll your advantage? How about yeah, a six? A six? Jesus Christ. Really? Another beefy. shadow appears above all of you. Uh, a figure blocks out the already pretty blocked out sun. Uh, and this figure smashes through the plate glass dome as he falls downwards, which explodes under the force of his dive. All three of you are shredded uh, yep. by shards oh. for... Oh, not really shredded. 17 points of slashing damage. 
Uh, and the walls of this room fall away. This dome is just gone, uh, just sort of exposing you to the open air. And you take a look at Dracula. He is unrecognizable from what he was in, inside. He is just this big, muscly blue monster with leathery wings and a, a beastly face with a mouth lined with these jagged, razor-sharp teeth. Uh, he also, I think, has like a slash across his chest from where you got him with that whip. Uh, and uh, we're back into the order. I forget who went last. I believe it was Taco because he made the sun explode, and then Dracula went, Merle is up. Merle casts Prayer of Healing. Okay. Why? Dad sounds defeated every time he has to heal somebody. <laughs> What's it's, it do? Uh, up to six creatures of my choice. Okay. So that would be us three. Oh, come on. And since it's supposed no, to be... No, let me get a little bit. Hey, Wait a minute. No, let me up arms. If you healed no. the undead... <laughs> oh, it's worth a try, I think. <laughs> oh, maybe it's a Final Fantasy rules. Yeah. I feel you. It mort, it hurt me so bad. Don't do it, Merle. Oh, it hurt me so bad, the healing magic. I hate it. I am afraid of that. Are we still in the zone of truth? No, we're far away from it. No. It, might, it wouldn't. <laughs> All right, just on us three. Oh. What is your adventurous spirit, Merle? 2d8, and it's a five. Oh, do I roll it again, or I just double That's that? what two means. <laughs> Nine, plus my spell ability modifier. Eight plus eight. Plus eight. No, 17. You 17, I heal you guys for 17. Nice. All right. Magnus, you're up. Um, well, I'm going to whip him. Okay. And whip him good. Sure. <laughs> okay, so that's a 19, and as we have determined, that's a crit. That is a, Oh, shit. Damn, that's a good ability. Yeah, especially when I remember it. Um, so that's three plus five. Eight, uh, 15 points of damage. 30 points of damage. Uh, what's this look like? Where are you, where are you, where are you whipping him? Uh, how big is he now? He's much bigger than he was inside. He's, uh, he's, like, he's close to eight feet tall at this point. All right. I'm whipping. I'm going for the neck. Okay. You whip his neck. He says, oh, my neck. <laughs> you uh, whipped it. Uh, um, oh, you know what I'm going to do, Griffin? What? going to take the chance lance. Oh. And I'm going to tie the stake to the point with the whip. Interesting. So you're combining three weapons. So as part of, let me figure this out. As part of his turn. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. So if the camera can, turns to Magnus. Okay. You can create this omni-weapon, but it's going to be the rest of your turn. Totally cool. Okay. And then you, I'm going to second whip him win. Across, you whip him across the chest, and then you say, that was badass, hold on. And now I'm going to second wind and attack again. Oh, my God. And I, I haven't even had him for a second. I haven't even action surged yet. So I'm going to throw, going to throw okay. my beautiful, beautiful spear son. Okay. At his heart. Have at thee, you devil. 
So seven. <laughs> plus 10, 17. That is a miss. And then I'm going to use no, precision goes, strike. It goes fucking flying way past precision him. Precision strike, hold on. Oh, and then add an eight to that. Uh, that does 25. Okay. That's precision strike. Okay. So now do I do damage with all three or? No, I think you would only do it with the stake, which I'm going to say uh, is because you like did some good shit to it is uh, 2d10 uh, radiant damage. Nine plus five, 14, 19 points of damage. 38 points of damage. Um, wow. Just gets him, gets him in the gut. It gets him right in his, in his, his leathery gut. Uh, and he says, he, I don't think he says anything. I think the, the sort of jovial Dracula is gone. He's starting to turn more monstrous and just fucking scary <laughs> at this point. Uh, and yeah, who's up next? Oh, and I recall the lambs. Okay, it comes out of him. <laughs> So thank you for that. It would hurt a lot inside me. Uh, Taco, you're up next. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, I think this will work. Uh, I'm going to activate... Okay. Oh, shit. I have my... Um, yes, this will work. I, um, I'm, I've got my transmuter stone. Uh, I haven't activated yet, uh, which I, I can use once. Sure. Um, and I'm going to use Panacea. Uh, it removes all curses, diseases, and poison affecting a creature that I touch with the transmuter stone. And I'm going to use it on Dracula. I'm not... I'm not... I don't know... This is your world, and I don't know how vamp- the rules of vampires, but I feel like Taco would try this because of the nature of vampirism he is not very familiar with. Sure. So he would give it a shot. Why don't we roll for it? I could roll like a saving throw. I think it's more exciting if you roll like a, uh, a use your, your spell casting modifier. There's like a magic effect you are trying to do on Dracula. Because okay. in order to, for me to just say, you touch this dude with the stone and now he's not Dracula anymore <laughs> is a lot. Okay, it's a lot. I, I grant you. It's a, I rolled a 12. Plus your magic? Well, my, I mean, well, my your spell casting modifier. Don't you know it? Oh, here we go. Yeah, 17. I'm going to roll now a constitution. If it's like a curse or a disease, it's the side of it. That's what he's going to have to save against is a 17. Fair. That is a 13. All right. You touch him with the stone. Describe this scene for me, Justin. You're, you, are, you are undoing Dracula. I, just, I think this is your moment to take the camera and tell us what happens. I mean, I have the stone. I already came up with a good idea. I don't know why I have to write <laughs> a soliloquy about it. I run up, and I could probably reach his like, kneecap at this point, right? Okay. And I just like slap this rock on his kneecap. Uh, you slap the rock on his kneecap, and uh, his 
his wings just go flying off of his body like nerf darts they just like pop off of him uh and <laughs> he turns back into Derek Reginald Acula yeah <laughs> and he says what are you doing with the and as his, the holes where his wings used to be, just bats start flying out of him. Just like this spray of bats. And his form is shrinking back down, uh, back to the, the, the uh, sort of person shape that you fought indoors. Uh, and he crumples to the ground. Uh, and then he looks up at the three of you and he says, Well, Looks like I've come to the end of my rainbow. I, uh, <laughs> this is embarrassing. I had a fun time when I was being Dracula. Um, Do you regret any of it? Oh, yes. Now, I mean, now that you have restored my soul, the guilt I feel is immeasurable. You know, we work with an organization. You could come work with us and maybe do some good in the world. With your corporate building expertise? Yeah. Yeah. I don't don't know. I don't have any powers or anything. Well, no, now hear us out. We've been looking for somebody to run HR. (laughs) The last guy was named Brad, and he was, if you'll pardon the expression, the pits. (laughs) And uh, we'd love to get you on the team. We could pull a few strings, no problem. That That sounds excellent. Let's... Let's uh, start filing up the, filling out the paperwork. It's something yeah. I excel at. I don't know. There's some training videos you'll have the to watch. Only, I, like, the only like, thing is that now I am not Dracula uh, anymore. Uh, I've lost my control over my castle. Ooh. And sure enough, it is starting to disappear beneath your feet. Oh, let's beat cheeks. Uh, okay, Get on which... my back, Dracula. <laughs> Dracula grabs onto your back. Okay, what does this accomplish? <laughs> we can go faster now. I used to be able to fly like a bat, but now I seem to not have that ability anymore because of I, your weird rock. As I leap from my back to Magnus's back, Dracula, I didn't think through it. <laughs> he leaps to Magnus's back. The castle disappears some more. <laughs> now let's run. Uh, okay, which way are you running? Out. Out. Back towards the elevator. Okay. Yeah, back towards the entrance. Uh, all right, you run back towards the entrance. Uh, make a make an athletics check, all of you. Dracula is not going to roll. He is on Magnus's back. Twenty. <laughs> I'm retiring this dice. Um, mine is well. Let me see what my thing is because it's good. Oh, it's over here. Uh, Fifteen. Okay, Merle. Two. <laughs> Bye, Merle. Magnus and Ta- Magnus and Taco, you all make it to the elevator uh, and start heading down. Uh, as the observatory you were just in uh, vanishes. And as you're going down the elevator, you see Merle just fall right past you. What? I whip him. You whip him? I'm going to catch him with a whip. Hey, you don't need to. He has a flying broom. He does. All right. He whips out the womb broom. Not the womb broom. The what vroom, did you just broom. say? Vroom broom. The vroom, I was speaking broom. like Dracula. The vroom broom. Okay. And yells the fray, um, hang ten. All right. 
I still whip him. Okay. <laughs> uh, you I deserve that. You all, on your various forms of transportation, uh, make it outside of the castle back onto the cliff's edge as the eclipse, as the moon finally passes uh, beyond the sun and uh, the, the sun's rays start glistening down uh, off, off the gentle waves of the trackless sea below. Uh, and the castle slowly fades from view. And Dracula looks kind of bummed out. He's lived there for quite some yeah. time. But Did he grab like his box full of like, important documents? My important documents! <laughs> and you just see this box just... <laughs> splash. <laughs> <laughs> the pictures of my kids! He says... Um, yeah, yeah, it got real. <laughs> you were worried about Dracula's kids. He says, well, still one of you have a place I can crash. Oh, oh. Yeah. We, um, we live on the moon. You could just come stay with us. There's plenty of room. Sounds cool. Can I invite my friend, the Wolfman? <laughs> oh, it's a joke. It's a joke. I don't know the Wolfman. <laughs> oh, no. What happened to the truth-telling Frankenstein? Oh, no. You see them both. <laughs> oh! <laughs> one of them says, we're fucked. The other one says, no, we're not. <laughs> the, the, four, the four of you take a look at one another uh, exhausted. Uh, you have saved the world once again. In the span of just a couple hours, it's starting to get kind of old hat. The, the treasures and the monsters and the injuries, especially the injuries. Uh, in, in fact, Magnus... You, uh, you notice a wound uh, on, like, Taco, just from, like, the damage from the battle uh, that's still fresh and, uh, like, like, bleeding, and there's something about it that just looks so delicious. <laughs> Happy Halloween! That's the episode. Thank you all so Bye. much for coming. This was so much fun. Thank you all. Thank you to Thank our drummers. Thank you so Love much. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Hi, I'm Biff. And I'm Teresa. And we host One Bad Mother, a comedy podcast about parenting. Whether you are a parent or just know kids exist in the world, join us each week as we honestly share what it's like to be a parent. Turns out it isn't what we thought it would be. For example, stickers on car windows? It's no longer about what type of monster would let that happen, and more like realizing you are that monster. So join us each week as we judge less, laugh more, and remind you that you are doing a great job. Download One Bad Mother on MaximumFun.org or Apple Podcasts. And yes, there will be swears. In a world dominated by dude bro movie podcasts, only one podcast is brave enough to call bullshit. Who shot ya? 
the podcast that dares to say that white dudes' opinions aren't the only opinions. If you have a movie pass, like, get a ticket to it to support Taraji, then go home. Ant-Man seems so unnecessary at this point. Ant-Man is like a ketchup packet too many. Who Shot Ya? With Ricky Carmona. I wanted to see Wolverine kick ass and eat some popcorn and have a good time. Alonzo Duralde. Is this Andy Richter? Yeah! Oh my God. God. And April Wolf. I love wild things because we get to see Kevin Bacon's dick. <laughs> Who Shot Ya? Listen every Friday on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts.